Welcome to another episode of Die Hard Minute, uh, your, your daily podcast where different minute-by-minute movie hosts talk about the movie Die Hard. I'm Rob from Titanic Minute, I guess makes more sense, but we previously did Tombstone Minute, and I'm joined, as always, by my good friend Joe. Uh, we're excited to bring you several minutes of Bruce Willis getting in a fight. <laughs> Our listeners Instead of crawling. Last time it was crawling. Yeah. Now it's punching. Our listeners waited so long. They waited so long. Everyone listening to this were like, when when are the tombstone guys coming back? And here we are. <laughs> <laughs> Will one of them be overserved this time? <laughs> hey, you never know. It wasn't my know. fault. Happy hour Friday. Crazy things happen. But today is Monday. Today we're talking about minute one eleven. Yeah. And in this minute, Han Hans. Hans finds out that Holly's last name is McLean. <laughs> Your gift for making minutes sound so boring. <laughs> I it's like two people waiting for a plane in the airport. Oh my gosh, I have the same last name as you. That's amazing. <laughs> what are the odds of that? I set the expectations low, and then we we over-deliver. Have you ever found out a fact that made you throw an an equivalent temper tantrum to this one where he just starts firing his gun into the ceiling. Oh man, that's really good. Uh, so, uh, so I, I, I thought the world was one way and I suddenly learned another thing. And the only way I knew how to react was to throw a, a tantrum. That's the question. Yeah. I'm certain it has happened, but I cannot think offhand an example of it. I don't think I've ever like had a temper tantrum that manifests manifested itself physically that didn't like result in a self own of some kind. Yeah. Like, like, you know, angrily like hitting something or throwing something. Not that this happens often, but every single time I've done it, I've hurt myself or damaged my own property. I, one time <laughs> I just thought of one. Um, uh, I, one time, uh, when I was in college, I went on a road trip with three other friends, uh, we took a, a motor home and we drove it to um, to South Dakota to go to the Corn Palace. That's a cell phone right there. And um, my good friend, who's also named Rob, who's a guest on Tombstone Minute and on Titanic Minute, we got into an argument. I don't remember what it was about. And it got I got so mad and I was so young and dumb, the only way I knew how to respond is I spit on him. <laughs> Of which he responded by just spitting back at me. <laughs> what if Alan Rickman spit? It would be great. This would be a perfect time to spit. Um, I how think. Many, we need how a- many times in a movie do you think someone has just fired their gun into a ceiling? And has it ever happened outside of a movie for someone that was mad? Yeah, that's a good question. I think that's got to be a movie thing is firing up into the ceiling. Like the the... Nothing will ever beat uh, Jack Burton firing into the ceiling in Big Trouble in Little China and then part of the ceiling falling and hitting him in the head and then he's (laughs) unconscious the whole fight. (laughs) That's true. I do have some questions. If we back up just a little bit, Joe, I do have some questions as this minute starts. Okay, good. And then after we're done with that, let's talk a little bit about the amazing sacrifice I made while preparing for this minute. Okay. That's a little teaser, folks. Hmm. Okay, so 
uh, this week we it's it's a complicated week for us, Joe. We have multiple things going on uh, in each minute, and this is our in this minute we have two things going on. And as I said before, Hans learns that Holly is John's wife, and we see John fighting Carl. So I want to start with Holly and Hans, um, which we've we've done already. Uh, we see Lucy, uh, which is Holly and John's daughter, on TV telling her parents to come home. As you said, uh, right before that, Hans flips over the photo and has the realization. So, question on here. When he went to flip the photo, I was trying to think of what could have been on the photo <laughs> that would have made me laugh. What if it was just a, a, a video of uh, that Rick Roll video? <laughs> Someone just, just a tablet with that, with that music video playing? Hans Gruber gets rickrolled. <laughs> Someone needs to do that. Just put a little green screen and then pause it with that playing in the frame. Um, but I wanna... a, What if it was a family photo from Family Matters? <laughs> with Urkel in there? Yeah, just with the suspenders. He's like, oh, that cop outside. He's got a family too. <laughs> I, wanna, I do want to remind our listeners that the reason the photo is turned upside down, because I had actually forgotten when it gets turned upside down it's early in the movie uh when holly is on the phone she's talking to um paulina who's watching the kids and she's not sure uh if if john's going to be made the flight or not and then she sort of you know angrily like flips the photo down this is the thing this movie's so good at is like every moment matters and so that moment of her flipping that photo down you know has a payoff a hundred minutes later amazing well it is it's a very (laughs) really tight script um so i i do have some questions for you that's tv that's in the office a little tiny tv i don't remember that (laughs) i I don't remember it being there earlier so did someone have to find it and set that up for hans (laughs) i I guess i don't know do you think it was one of his uh henchmen that did it or do you think they had to like um get how long someone... do you think they had to spend uh like moving the rabbit ears around to get reception up there or do you I'm think hoping, they have cable i'm hoping not that long because they are like in los angeles in a high rise like you would think it would be pretty close to a signal you would hope it makes uh <laughs> it reminds me of the days when the screen was like the smallest part of a television it's it's such a tiny TV. Uh, so the other the other thing storyline wise, I had a question of is does Paulina and uh, John's kids, so Lucy in this, even know if John is there? Because she says like he's the reporter is talking to her like you know you want to say anything to your parents. Um, so does she even know? Like do they even know where John is? I don't know. They must. But I'd be so annoyed watching that video if i was her mom come home (laughs) oh okay i sorry i gotta go doesn't that kid understand what a hostage is (laughs) do you know what i thought of when i heard her say come home and this is absurd and maybe your mind went there too i was thinking other moments with children being told to come home and the movie i thought of was hook when jack was playing baseball and the people in the crowd had a sign, and they meant it to say, Home Run Jack, but they had messed it up, so instead it said, Run Home Jack. Oh, <laughs> very tender moment. Yes. Um, 
Robin See, Williams should have been in this movie too. Yeah, sure. He would have been a. Uh, what he would, would you? Defe- he would have defeated Hans Gruber by just doing a, uh, really funny impressions of him the whole time. I was thinking he would just replace Argyle, but Argyle's pretty great. I don't think he's. I think he's irreplaceable. Um, so now we back back to where we started. Hans is upset. He fires his gun and he tells Yuli to get everyone on the roof. Um, Might have lost his accent a little bit here in this <laughs> scene too. Yeah, I have a lot of questions on this because this is Alan Rickman at his most over the top, right? He's he's pretty intense. He fires his gun into the ceiling. Obviously, you haven't seen Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. That's that's true. <laughs> Which I feel like you mentioned that movie more than any other movie ever made when we podcast. It's my, it's my favorite. It's like, <laughs> um, so question on here: Why is he so? So he, he kind of like, he fires his gun, he's really angry, and he tells Yuli to get everyone on the roof, and he's like entirely intense and almost mad about this. But wasn't that the whole plan all along? Like, the only thing that really changed here is he takes Holly hostage, which for him is is a good thing. Like, this is a good thing for him to find out. I think he's mad he didn't find out sooner. He was he was tricked. He was tricked by a picture being upside down. By these be these American last names that women take and <laughs> come back to is all <laughs> tricked by it, um, and then he has this slide. Hans Gruber like just slides out of the office before he fires the gun, and it almost looks like the beginning of a dance number. Like music could start playing. It's very Fat Boy Slim kicks in. <laughs> yes, right. Like it's incredibly over the top. And I think this is a discussion that we can have um, throughout this week. Alan Rickman is, too fair to say, beloved, right? I mean, everyone loves Alan Rickman. I'll fight anyone who says otherwise. Right. And um, and this isn't even like a post-death thing. I mean, even before he passed away, he everyone, everyone loves Alan Rickman. Um, and I, I do too. But, like, why is his over-the-top acting okay and other times when actors are over the top, we mock them and get mad about it. I think that if you show you're actually good at acting, then you're allowed to do it. You're allowed to choose some scenery. But if you if it's the only thing that you do, that then it's uh, like Nicolas Cage. We, people wouldn't make fun of him so much if he would still make good subtle movies once in a while. Yeah, but I don't think what has he not done one since like adaptation. Yeah, and that's even over the top. Kind in its of, own, but not in the same in way. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's meant to be. He's that character. And he plays two different characters, and one's not as over the top. Yeah, okay, that's a good example, like Nicolas Cage. And 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 I think it also helps, quite honestly, that Alan Rickman never became a, like, A-list star who's going to, like, star in movies. So, like, same with, like, Gary Oldman, where if you have a, a, a character actor like this that kind of rises to that B-level... They never have to like carry a full movie like Nicolas Cage does over and over again, and people just sort of tire of it. Yeah, um, and it's it's a genre movie, so it's it to be expected to some extent too. And he's a villain, right? And like villains should shoot the scenery. It's what they're supposed to do. Yeah, like we should we should hate them, but then on rewatches, kind of secretly love them. I I root for him in this movie. <laughs> um. Do you have anything else about uh, Holly and Hans before we go up to uh, 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 minute one of, I think, four minutes of John and Carl fighting we have this week? Carl Hungus. <laughs> Let's go. Um, okay, so we have John and Carl. They're fighting. 
Um, at this point in the fight, John is in a bad way. He doesn't have the gun. And I think it's pretty clear that Carl is a much more skilled hand-to-hand combat fighter. So it would seem for this minute. And um, this is um, where this is I could completely wasted so much time l- looking this stuff up. So I was listening to this with headphones on. And I was like, man, these punching noises, they just got a little more bass to them. Did you notice that? Hmm. It just and it just got me thinking. I was like, man, you know the the punch foley sounds these days just don't seem to have as much earthiness to them. They don't have yeah. that that base, that thickness. So I spent so much time going from action movie to action movie on Netflix, <laughs> just trying to listen to as many punching sounds from like this century as I could to see if that's true. Okay. And anecdotally, I can say that. It is true to some extent that the punch foley sounds nowadays not not quite as much, uh, not 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 as heavy. Okay. So I wonder about why that is. And let me tell you, folks, if you have not watched Bullet to the Head, starring Sylvester Stallone, <laughs> I can tell you that fast forwarding and just skipping around at ten minute random intervals to try to find a fight scene is an extremely gratifying experience. I don't even know much about this movie. Is this like like five years ago or so? I mean, this is somewhat recent, uh, yeah, right? 2012, I think. Uh, okay. So uh, this is... <laughs> all you need to know about this movie, you find out in the first four seconds. So uh, it is on Netflix, at least as of the time of this recording. Okay. Just start streaming Bullet to the Head, and you will instantly start laughing before the movie even starts. Just the, the studio logos coming in. You'll you will laugh hysterically, and you're welcome for this tip. Also, Sly's got to cool it with the PEDs a little bit. Yeah, I'm, it made me really concerned. He's he's there's not a lot of man to him anymore. It's it's just it seems like he's been created in a lab at this point. <laughs> well, you can compare the fight scenes in the Stallone vehicle, bullet to the head. <laughs> To the punching sounds in this in this movie, and, and that is a decent illustration of what I'm talking about. So, did you find out what happened? Like, what is there like a movie that came around and was like, "No, we're we're doing these punching sounds differently and everything." If I researched uh, effectively, I may have discovered that, but instead, okay. I just immersed myself in the dumbest movies made in the last ten years. <laughs> just the stuff that Netflix can get cheap for streaming. What about? Here's a question uh, comparing action films. There's a lot of steam. <laughs> There's a lot of steam up on this fight. Um, I don't. I think the amount of steam has dropped in, in action films, too. I feel like we don't rely on steam as much as we used to. Yeah, now they just edit it faster and cut it together faster so you to conceal things and to cheat. But yeah, back in the day, getting a little smoke in there probably helped yep. hide, disguise, you know, uh, um, the, the, the way they choreographed it. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a lot of steam. I, I, I think we could probably put a pin on, on the fight scene for a little bit just because we still have to get back to it. Um well, I will let's say just note, let's just note in this, this minute, minute in this minute, McLean oh, does oh. not land a single punch. And he probably he, suffers at least eight concussions in the span of like twenty seconds. So let's getting, just note that and save that for tomorrow. He's getting destroyed and also um 
Carl throws a kick here, a couple kicks on. Why do bad guys only kick? It's kind of dirty fighting. What? There's nothing wrong with kicking. You're in a fight. There's no rule that you can only use your hands. Uh, I'm not saying it's against the rules. It's just, it's not honorable. But that's insane. Well, I mean, you you kind of made the point yourself. Why is it that only bad guys kick? There must be a reason for it. It's cheap. It's dishonorable. <laughs> if if we got in a fight and I kicked you, yeah, wouldn't you immediately start laughing? Did you land the kick? <laughs> and was it was it anywhere above my knee where you landed it? <laughs> like if somebody if somebody takes a swing at you and miss, you, that's one thing. If someone takes a kick at you and misses, that's automatically hilarious. I mean, this is the thing about kicking: is you're putting yourself out there. It's a high risk, high reward move. And it's just like the time you tried to kick that punching bag and you fell. Save it. <laughs> Let's, because here's here's probably why. Okay, bad guys generally have to only fight one person, which is the hero, right? So you could be a little riskier in your moves because you've got a line of people who've already fought him or her and a bunch of people behind you that still have to. So you can be a little riskier. Whereas the hero, you can't you can't take risks like that. Uh, I've got another idea. The, f- the fight choreographers are racist. Okay. <laughs> and they it's always generally like a white hero facing off against, you know, vaguely ethnic uh, gang of criminals. Yep. So then the the choreographers are just assuming like well these and that's not the case obviously with this movie but these ethnic fighters must know martial arts therefore they kick yeah. whereas our white hero's background is probably just watched boxing learned on the streets yeah yeah that's true and i guess as like a police officer um john mcclain wouldn't have had a lot of like karate training <laughs> uh yeah probably not um all right well joe we have to We'll be back tomorrow with more, but do you have anything else for this minute? Nah. Um, well, listeners, you can uh, go to diehardminute.com and find out more. And uh, we will be back. We will be back tomorrow. Hey, actually, let's plug our stuff. Tombstoneminute.com. If you like the movie Tombstone, that's done. Listen to that whole thing. Binge that. And at this point, we're already, uh, we're already in Titanic Minute. So you can go to TitanicMinute.com and listen to us talk about that movie. And like I said, we'll be back tomorrow with another episode of Die Hard Minute. Tell me you got that. I got it. I got it. Hit your heart on Channel 5.